In today's show, I'm going to be joined by Nick Angstad of Locked On Mavericks to talk about Dallas for the upcoming season. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lord and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are here to talk Dallas Mavericks season preview with a host of Locked On Mavs. So we're going to get stuck into that right now. All right, let's bring him in now, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, as my screen is wrong. There you go. That's better. Nick Angstad is here with me. Nick, welcome. Oh, thank you, Josh Lloyd. Always a pleasure to be with the GOAT. So let's uh, let's actually, I didn't even prompt you to say that, but it, I, I've been wanting to play my new GOAT sound effect, and I'm going to do it right now. Fucking GOAT outside. It's just a GOAT. No, it's a fucking GOAT. Yes. <laughs> So just be ready for that one to be dropped during the season. If anyone hasn't seen that clip, I'm sure you can find it. It's pretty funny. Um, anyway, Nick, <laughs> we're here to talk Dallas Mavericks. We are here to uh, let's just let's get stuck into it because we don't need to muck around with this. Let's talk about what your projected starting five is opening night. Projected starting five: Luka Doncic. I'm breaking. I'm breaking wow. all the news. Wow. Breaking, <laughs> breaking it all out for you. Yeah, and it, it it goes off of him, right? And, and Chris Porzingis will definitely be a starter, and then you have Tim Hardaway Jr., who's who's a uh, probably a starter as well. And then Bullock and Finney Smith and Maxi Kleba. I think between the three of those, I think two of those guys will start, and I believe they'll probably start with the the two wings there. I think Finney Smith will start basically every night, and I agree with you. Between Bullock and Kleba, they they got so many of these weird, yeah, five and a half type of starters, like. Dwight Powell yep. could get starts. Willie Cauley-Stein could get starts. There's a number. They could throw Josh Green in there at times if, if they wanted to as well. Well, they might not play him. Like, who knows what they're going to do with this rotation. But I, I do agree with you with Bullock probably being that guy. I think, yeah, I think it probably is more matchup dependent and yeah, Kleber's, Kleber's other one, but there, there are four or five other guys who could jump into that mix. And that brings me on to the main bench rotation. Nick? So go through those names that you think will be you know, part of that every night rotation for new coach Jason Kidd. Yeah, Maxi Kleba, obviously, you know, sometimes, like you said, he's going to get the start. And so Reggie Bullock will be coming off the bench. Jalen Brunson, I think, will get a bunch of minutes uh, unless something else happens. We'll talk about in a second. Sterling Brown is in that wing rotation as well. Dwight Powell, Willie Colley-Stein will be the centers, which there's a ton of centers on the on the roster right now. So you have Porzingis, who's plays center. You have, you know, Dwight Powell, who's, who plays center. Willie Colley-Stein. You have Boban, who's going to play center in certain matchups. And then we have Moses Brown, too. We're really not sure exactly what their role is. Like, you can't keep six centers. The, the Mavs have to do something here. And a lot of us think that it's going to be a Goran Dragic trade or some kind of move in that sense, uh, which would send probably Dwight Powell – uh, and then, you know, and Moses Brown, probably they're waiting until that October 1st date to make the trade, you know, using Moses Brown. So maybe that happens is that's why I didn't send his name in this. Uh, and so that's kind of a big, huge question going into the season still. 
Yeah, I've got a question for you later on about Moses Brown, which we'll save for then. But yeah, the Goran Dragic thing is is interesting. We've heard his name linked with Dallas for years, but also he really highly, intensely linked over these past couple of weeks since he was traded to Toronto. So you're are you placing that like at a higher than 50% chance that he ends up in Dallas for opening night? It's almost one of those things where just every day you're like, okay, it's higher than 50%. And the next day you're like, man, I don't know. It's lower than 50%. But Luca did... He posted a picture of him and, and Goran Dragic working out today on Instagram. So uh, a couple of people said, is that is that saying that it's going to happen? And I don't know. I, I, I think that Goran wants to go to the Mavericks. The Mavericks want Goran Dragic. They need that secondary creator. They've been wanting that. That's kind of their whole goal this offseason. And so it just seems like a match made in heaven. The only thing standing in the way is that he plays for a different team right now. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that, can, uh, that can often make it tough. Now, Nick, <laughs> da- Dallas fans might be sweating waiting for news on Goran Dragic. But if they have that problem with excessive sweating, do you know what the product they can use is? It's Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a doctor-created, doctor-recommended product that just helps eliminate that excessive sweating problem. Now, Nick, I'm sure there's someone you know in your life that suffers from excessive sweating. Have you recommended Sweatblock to them? Oh, me. I used it going on my... I went on vacation and I was on the plane there and back. Pits. I did the lower back too because I, I sit down and I'm, I'm kind of a big guy and so you get that lower back sweat and I didn't have any problems with it the whole time I was gone. Well, thank you for your information on your lower back sweat, but Sweatblock is the is the <laughs> product that we can use to reduce these embarrassing sweat marks and sweat stains. You put it on before you go to bed, wipe it wherever you need those excess sweat. Nick puts it on his back apparently and then what we do <laughs> is you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning, you have a wash, you're ready to go. It covers you for up to seven days. You might need to put it on twice a week but if if Nick's back and Rachel Ray's firefighters can uh, get good results, then you can too and you can do it right now for 20% off at sweatblock.com. You can also get it at Amazon. You can get it at CVS. You also get the dry shirt guarantee as well. There's nothing better than Sweatblock. Sweatblock.com. Our promo code is locked on and that will save you 20% off. What a bargain. 20% off at sweatblock.com. Also, does this sound familiar? You've got one device and it lets you catch your game live. Another, it lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And let's... I was going to say let's talk about your package, but let's not talk about your package. Nick. <laughs> we already did that in the sweat block thing. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about any injury updates on this team. At this point, they are fully healthy, but the question is always going to remain, especially from a fantasy perspective, is what is the, the current situation with Christos Porzingis and that troublesome knee? The thing with Porzingis is this is the first healthy offseason. Now, if mm-hmm. you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, take a drink because, man, we have heard this so many times from <laughs> Cuban, from Jason Kidd, from Nico Harrison, from, from Porzingis himself, from everybody, that this is Chris Alves Porzingis' first, health, first healthy offseason as Dallas Maverick and in a while. So it should be, you know, going through and he should be able to play night to night. But this is also a brand new coaching staff, brand new front office. We don't know exactly how they're going to deal with him with Chris Porzingis on back-to-backs or anything like that. Now, the training staff and Casey Smith and all that has stayed the same, so it should probably look the same way it looked in the past, but he's not recovering from anything like a meniscus tear like he was last year and all that. So I think that 
back-to-backs and things like that, he'll probably be limited, but we'll see. We've seen Porzingis play in back-to-backs before, so it'll just maybe be those those times when there's a bunch of games bunched together. We'll see him sit for, for one of those or so. He played back-to-backs last year, coming off a meniscus mm-hmm. injury. He didn't play all of them because then he had some you know, recurrence of soreness and all that sort of stuff, but he played. He came in, he played big minutes, and he played back-to-back. So I think people, especially in the fantasy community, look at it and go, oh, Chris Dapps, his knee, he's going to sit all back-to-backs. It's just not what happens in the NBA really at all. Kawhi Leonard played back-to-backs last year. Kevin Durant off an Achilles tear played back-to-backs. Chris Dapps played back-to-backs. And while they do ramp up when they come back from injury, he was in playing 33 minutes a night and playing those back-to-backs. Pretty, uh, pretty early on. So again, it's something where you always have to be worried about him re-injuring himself, but I don't think it's going to be, well, this guy from now on is never going to play a back-to-back. That's just not how they're going to run that. It just isn't how NBA teams work really at all. And Paul Zingas will play them. He will miss some. There is zero doubt about that. But the Mavericks, I believe, have the fewest back-to-backs in the NBA. So that's something that uh, you should warm fantasy managers' hearts when thinking about drafting Chris Epps, who is falling down the ranks uh, pretty significantly in terms of fantasy value for this season. So, Nick, a question for you. This is, and I get, I got to ask you this question because I get it. I don't know if it's the same person that keeps asking me taking the piss, but I reckon I've had it five or six different times on Twitter, on YouTube. Is Moses Brown a top five center in the NBA? Is Moses Brown a top 15 center? Is Moses Brown a top 50 fantasy player? Is Moses Brown a top 20 center? And my answer to that is, I don't even know if this bloke plays any minutes on on the regular for Dallas, who currently have Porzingis, Kleber, Corley Stein, Dwight Powell, and Boban, I guess you could throw in there, who are currently ahead of him on the depth chart. So... You mentioned his name before. Let's remove the hypothetical, maybe not hypothetical, Goran Dragic trade. Is there a way to find this guy any regular minutes? Or, as I expect, he is down there as a developmental piece who's 21 years of age who will play sparingly. Yeah, if we take the Goran Dragic trade out of it, and that's really the big caveat for me because I, I do think he gets put in that trade. I do think they're waiting for that October 1st date. So if we do put that aside, this is a player that the front office brought in. There's not many that the, this new front office has brought in. It's Reggie Bullock, it's Sterling Brown, and it's Moses Brown that they have brought in and re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. So there's not many of these guys that they have uh, brought in. And so Moses Brown may be a guy that all of a sudden this front office is like, hey, we want to get minutes for this guy. We want to to showcase him. We want to show him, you know, that he, you know, or to show that that this guy that we brought in is valuable. We don't know what they think about Dwight Powell. We do know that Rick Carlisle and Dwight and uh, Donnie Nelson loved Dwight Powell and used him a lot and played him a lot. But maybe this new front office and Nico Harrison and then with Jason Kidd, they're kind of a brain trust. They just kind of throw them all together now at this point. Maybe they think that Moses Brown is a better fit and is a better player for this because he rebounds and Dwight Powell does not rebound. So maybe that's something they look at. Uh, maybe they see Willie Colley Stein like, hey, you have not really grown in any significant part of your game since coming into the NBA. Let's give a guy that's you know younger that just does everything as well as you do and some of them better. Let's give him an opportunity. So that could be the thinking for this front office, especially since they just brought him in. But there's just a lot of guys on the roster that are big. Yeah, there's there's tons. Like there's not not many teams that have more centers outside of the Sacramento Kings on their current roster than uh, than Dallas. But Brown is a guy that fantasy managers are excited about because he had those big games for OKC. They also don't realize that he had some absolute stinker games and he was <laughs> objectively bad on the court for majority of that time, even though he put up big numbers. But he put up big numbers in context of a team trying to literally lose games. And he was a big contributor to them losing those games. And Dallas is not in that position to be deliberately losing those games. So don't expect... Uh, he's someone to watch for sure and see if he does get moved, if that rotation 
position thins out, if he can push himself ahead and find a way to pair himself with Christophe Porzingis. But at the moment, he's coming from a long way back and needs to work ahead of not one, not two, maybe you know, three guys to get into a role that's going to be 24, 25 minutes where most fantasy managers would need to take uh, take notice of that. So just remember the name. Remember what he did last year when those opportunities were there, but just don't expect those opportunities to be at the same level that they were last season. All right, Christos Porzingis, well, let's go back to him. We talked about him with the injuries already. I know the My question is, is he being underrated? I know the answer for fantasy, and it's definitely yes. But from a real-life perspective, every narrative about the Mavericks, well, Porzingis has got to be traded. They just they have to get rid of him. They, they, can't, they can't possibly keep him and Luka together. Nick, that's, that, that was the, the talk. He's got to go. But I think that when you have a player like Porzingis, like you are not getting a player back in a one-for-one one that's better than Porzingis. Um, he still has... Yeah, some real value, and he was coming off a significant knee injury last season. So the question I pose to you is, is he being underrated by Mavericks fans, by people in the NBA who are reactionarily looking at what happened at times in the playoffs last year? Oh, yeah, and we're seeing all this Ben Simmons stuff you know, happen oh, today. Yeah, I'm God. not sure when Jesus. this is dropping, but we're seeing all this stuff with Ben Simmons, and people say, oh, he's just, he's gone. There's he's nothing trash. that he can, you know, do to get his value back. And we're looking at, this playoff series and two playoff series, I guess, with with Porzingis against the Clippers, against a team that he yeah. just does not match up well with, and taking that and saying, okay, how he looked against this team, this series, and you know, is how he's going to play for the rest of time, and that's just not the case. I mean, he is still a twenty and almost ten guy. Like he is still a guy that can come out and and spread the floor. His 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 spacing is an incredible. Uh, asset to Luka Doncic in this team like he just adds a whole lot of it even if he's not the best like knockdown shooter he was 30 almost 38 percent from three last year and he still is a guy that spaces the floor in a way that not many other players can do in the NBA it's that adds value just being able to score 20 points in the NBA not everybody does it I know that there are people out there that say well anybody with the amount of shots and the amount of time played could score 20 points in the NBA but it just doesn't happen so yes people are are underrating him for sure because he played against a terrible matchup for him now does he have flaws and were his flaws like what his his exact flaw is he cannot play against these wings like i remember like definite games last year against the blazers where he would get guarded by Derek jones jr and just get shut down and you're like that just that can't happen for a guy that wants to be an all-star that was an all-star in the past and wants to be the second guy to luca so he has flaws they were ex- they were really taking advantage of in the playoffs, but he's a guy that still brings value and a guy that can be your secondary scorer and can, and has proven that he can be, you know, a guy that you can, I guess, go to, but at least, at least a guy that's going to fill up, you know, some stats for you. And at least a guy that's going to, uh, do a lot of things positively on the court. And it's not all just, (laughs) you know, the the negative things we're hearing right now. So is there any talk sort of remaining that they will be looking to move on from him? From everything we've heard from the team, and they're not going to say anything publicly, of I guess, course. is that they're not. I mean, they're not going to try right now. His, his value is really low. I don't know why they would want to. I think they're going to go into this season. This is just me speculating. They'll go to the season, and if he plays really well, which I, we hope he does, then they'll look to trade him around the trade deadline. There's no reason to trade him right now while his value is so low, and there's just not packages out there. Unless you can find a way to do a Ben Simmons type deal. If his if his value is that low, then yeah, go for that, because there is still concerns about the injury stuff. I mean, the injury stuff is very real for Porzingis that, uh, you know, all the, pl- the play on the court and stuff aside, he still is injury prone. So, you know, Porzingis' value might get low, but do you think it would ever get low enough or maybe even high enough to uh, trade in for a couple of boxes of uh, mixed boxes of built bars? 
Ooh, have you seen the uh, the built balls? Maybe we we'll trade for some of the, the new built balls. Uh, no, I haven't seen built balls. Built bar. If you are listening to this, you can send me some built balls. That would be uh, that would be awesome. Built built bar though. The flavors, Nick. What's your favorite? I ask everyone. What's your, what's your favorite? Hopefully, you give the right answer. Oh, it's the coconut brownie chunk. That's the best one. Right? Oh, I haven't had that one. No, I haven't had it. Co- cookies and cream is my one. Um, white mm. white chocolate raspberry cheesecake is also up there. I like orange too. Uh, coconut's pretty good, but cookies and cream is what I go for. But these aren't just delicious treats, Nick. We're not just eating candy bars, even though it tastes like it, because they are healthy as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories across the bars, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. You are getting a delicious treat, but you're also looking after your body as well. And you can look after your wallet by saving 15% by using our promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. So head to built.com, find whatever your favorite flavor is, or get that mix box, the nine standard flavors, two of each of those bars in that box. Use the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com and save 15%. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's that time of year again. All eyes are turning to football. Teams are preparing to enter the gridiron for pro and college football. College football has already begun, and you can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super bet. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, you get your bet refunded up to $25 for new customers only when they they sign up and use the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait, get in, take advantage now of all of the offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Nick, let's go on to the last question here. Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, people look at what he did last season, especially in the playoffs and towards the end of the season, he had this big surge and the minutes were, were huge for him. He was scoring at, at will and he ended up inking a large contract. But he was not that good to begin the season. He was not playing at that level. He was not starting to begin the season. Like he was coming off the bench behind Josh Richardson and then turned it on over, I'd say that maybe the last two and a half months and then into the playoffs would become a, a key part. Now, Skeptical people might say, well, he turned it on because he was looking at a, at a big payday. I don't really believe in contract year narratives and all that sort of stuff, but it is undeniable that he was bad at the start of the season and then turned it on at the second half of the season. Was there anything that you saw change in his game or the way that he was used? Although that is hard to judge given there is a new coach there. But basically the overall question I'm saying is, is what we saw from Hardaway in March, April, May, is that more of what our expectation is for him moving forward? Or are we going to get back to that sort of very average Tim Hardaway we'd seen previous to that? Yeah, it's really interesting. And the Josh Richardson piece of it was really real. I mean, there was, I mean, he didn't start a lot of last season and became a six man and, you know, fit, but it's, if he starts, which we think he will, we both think that he's guaranteed a starting spot, then he's playing next to Luka Doncic. And that's the big game changer for him. That's what makes Tim Hardaway Jr. a, you know, average player or a pretty good like scoring player. The the difference between, you know, the shots that he gets when Luca is on the floor and when it's not on the floor is obvious, right? <laughs> and is very real for his value. And so I think the more he plays with Luca, the better it does for him, for his value and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think that there I think he did step up a little a, a level here. And I think he's going to uh, get better. I think his shots will be better. It is going to be really interesting to see how he's used with Jason Kidd though, uh, as opposed to Rick Carlisle. That'll be a really, really interesting 
thing for him in his career. Yeah, absolutely. Because we don't we don't know exactly. We've seen kid coach in the past, but we don't know how he's going to work with these players and how all that's going to change and, and people's values and, and offensive usage and all that sort of stuff changes. I've got one last question for you. Cause we do. If you're on, I've, I've got to talk Luca. All right, Luca is going to be up in the MVP discussion this year again. Um, we've seen him make improvements in his game. So what's the thing that we are looking for him to improve upon this season? Yeah, Bet Online has him as the favorite again going again. into the season. He was the, his favorite MVP. last year, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was last year as well. The, the thing that you want Luca to improve on is obviously, I mean, one of the first things is the, his free throw percentage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the, the, definitely something you want to see him improve on. Uh, and then just continue to get better as, as a shooter and more efficient. We saw him get to 35% from three and that step up. So maybe he can take a step up there and become a better three point shooter, take, you know, better shots you'd hope for. Uh, but man, there's it was really and then conditioning, I guess, is, is definitely a big thing that you really want Luca to improve on and his ability to play late in games and play well late in games. We saw that improve from uh, two seasons ago to that to last season that improved a lot for the Mavericks. And so we hope that this season is another step up in that as well, where he's better conditioned. He can take better shots later in games. He can drive later in games because there's just some games at the end. You're like. Man, don't take that step back three. Just drive to the rim. You can score at rim at will against any of these guys at the rim. But he just didn't have enough gas in the tank, and he just you know lugging him lugging himself around the court a lot was just too much for him. So we hope that he uh, improves that as well. Playing for the Olympics and all that over the summer, maybe that was a you know a toll on his body, but. We hope he gets in better condition coming into the season for sure. It can go both ways. It could be a toll on his body or it could be that he just kept himself in shape over the summer when maybe he would have let himself go a little bit during that True. time. So, yeah, who knows? Well, I guess we'll find out when we see preseason and we see the start of the regular season, but it is hard to judge that. But, Nick, I'll tell you what I can judge. That is the end of this show. So thank you for coming on and chatting Dallas Mavericks with me. And if you want to hear more about the Dallas Mavericks and, of course, Goran Dragic speculation, go check out Locked On Mavs and Nick and his back sweat and Isaac over there. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Go check them out. Nick, thank Thank you for coming on. We'll be sweating it out over here until Dragic gets traded. And that will do it for today's show. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. Go check out the mock draft that we did yesterday. Positional tiers are coming tomorrow. A couple of those shows are coming in the next few days, so check out those as well. Leave your comments. Ring the notification bell, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.